and at one point someone does clink some some the beer, beer bottles. bottles and they say, uh, "Warriors, come out to play!" You were trying to put a beer bottle on your fingy. Well, not on purpose, but it does happen to me a lot. <laughs> Is it as cool? No, because I always spend the next 15 minutes trying to get it off my finger. <laughs> what if that was the scene where he was doing the clinking? <laughs> Warriors! But then, and the, then the camera stays on him. the 15 minutes of the movie is him being like, hold on, hold on. <laughs> One second. Hold on. <laughs> Hang on a second. And then he has to gang there's fight a, there's, a little, there's still beer in here. My fingers are going to be sticky. Gonna have a lot of fun. Gonna hit a home run. Littlest league possible. In the littlest league possible. Gonna make a big splash. Oh, welcome back to Tater Tots for week 12. I'm Tim. I'm Duncan. And this week on Tater Tots, we are discussing Colby Rasmus, former outfielder for the Baltimore Orioles. Um, how was that for like an intro? It was okay, but we didn't do this thing that I think that we should do, and we discussed on the old recording that we lost, which is introduce the premise of the podcast yeah so i again i i think that for the purposes of i it's so few things i think we'll get some more practice this way and also we'll be able to recreate a little bit of the recording that we lost just hit me with the elevator pitch let me see how it would sound sure and this is with some practice already yeah uh hello and welcome to tater tots the podcast where we go episode by episode looking at one player from the major league baseball season who hit just one home run episode by episode of the major league baseball it's the the words are weird let's actually start i'm gonna start writing this down here great so the introduction is certainly welcome to tater tots welcome to tater tots Tots. um and then i usually say my name and then you say your name right got that and that part is down down pat we know our names and then at that point you want to do this thing where we say like in this podcast or like (laughs) This is the podcast. See, th- this is the problem. This is the problem. <laughs> I think it should be, I think before the names, it should be, hello and welcome to Tater Tots, the podcast wherein... Yeah, we need like a punchy, like in This American Life, they just say like more stories of This American Life. Right. They welcome say to This, this American week, Life. This American Life does a great job. They say uh, each, week, each week we... Bring you stories. Bring you stories. On a theme. Around, yeah, you go ahead. I, I don't remember the... We deep... bring you stories around a theme Yeah. And different kinds of... We, each week we choose a theme and bring you different kinds of stories around that theme. This right. week's theme, Tater yeah. Tots. Oh, it's perfect. Maybe we should just ape their intro. Oh, so every week the theme is Tater Tots. Yeah. <laughs> each week... Oh, no, 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 but we can do that. Like, each week we yeah. take a look at another baseball player who hit only one home run in the past season. It needs some, like... It needs some, a coat of paint. But this is the idea. You know what I mean? Yes, MLB season. So you'd say, welcome to Tater Tots. Uh, each week we take a look at a baseball player who hit only one home run in the previous MLB season. I'm Tim. I'm Duncan. <laughs> and this week we're talking about Colby Rasmus, the former outfielder for the Baltimore Orioles. Yeah, that's actually good. Yeah, that's good. I still think it could use a coat of paint uh, just so it sounds nicer on the air. Yeah. No, that's, I, I actually think that's pretty close. Neat. All right, so this week we're talking about... <laughs> this week we're talking about Colby Rasmus. We're talking baseball. Um... The stove is cold. Oh, we were... Now, see, the rhythm that we were in before we lost the recording was that we were, like, spring cleaning all of our segments and we're figuring out, like, better ways to introduce them and, like, we're building a podcast house brick by brick. Brick Mm -hmm. by podcast brick. Pod brick. 
pod. I don't know about another pun for that. All right, uh, and I think we cut cut out I as we were. Kind of a pod. <laughs> we got cut out as we were like working our way through the best way to introduce the tot stove, and I I don't know that we can find that magic again. Too hot. Damn. Tot stove. Too tot. Tot, tot stove. stove. <laughs> Welcome. To- in the fire of. Welcome. The fire of. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> What's that? It's like a man called Ove. Oh, the book. Yeah. yeah. Ove, Ove Gloves. <laughs> oh, yeah. Call it police and the Ove Gloves. Do you know about an Ove Glove? Yeah, they're like yeah. an oven mitt, but they have silicone. This is an oven mitt podcast. <laughs> welcome to oven mitts. Welcome to oven mitts. Uh, no, welcome to the Todd Stove. This is the this the segment. Uh, we're going to report on the, uh, the comings and goings, the hot off-season uh, trade gossip. All of our beloved Tater Boys who are signing with new teams, signing with old teams, signing with uh, teams across across the pond, right? Yeah, all of the Tater Tots are signing in the British Major League Baseball system. <laughs> well, it doesn't have to be that pond necessarily. <laughs> right, it could be the Pacific Pond, which is more common. Yeah, and, and that leads us to our first uh, bit of news on the Tot Stove today. Yeah, um, you know, we got we got word, this isn't really news, but I thought it was an interesting article. Pete Cosma, a tater tot, is in the Australian Winter League title matchup uh, at shortstop. Yeah, it's odd that he made his way to Australia. Oh, it's like a Winter League. It's like the Dominican League or whatever. It's, it's really catching on to... In Australia, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. The Australian leagues are doing really good. That's nice. Yeah. Because I kind of got the sense that most of Major League were going to the Dominicans, just just to get their work in. in the That's season. traditionally what's been done. I think, um, and for one thing, I think fewer players went to Venezuela this year mm-hmm. because, you know, yeah. violence. Um, and for another <laughs> thing, yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, the Australian leagues, is, they've just been taken off and they're getting more and more major league talent over there in the winter. You even note that in addition to some talent, the Australian winter leagues this offseason also got a little gift. That's wonderful. Gift and Gope. Gift and Gope. He's the shortstop for the other team in the title. Matchup. Really? Yeah. The, 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 the article, the premise of the article was about Pete Cosma and Gift and Gope kind of facing off as starting shortstops. Uh, Gift and Gope, not a tater type, but one of our favorite players. Easily one of my favorite players. He's the first African, yep. African-born player to ever uh, play in the major leagues. Yeah. He made it. It made everybody cry uh, in a season when the Pirates made everybody cry for other reasons. He was one of myriad <laughs> reasons Pirates fans cried. Yeah, was but this, this last year or the year before? It was, must have been the year before because yeah. we were living together at the time. Yeah. Yeah. I, it was a nice moment. It was maybe the only nice moment from 2016, that baseball season. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that that summer of love. But, you know, nice to see him resurface. I don't know what team he's on. Like, what, he's on a major league roster. Google, Gift. Google, Google, Google. I got to, like, negotiate my arms awkward here. Yeah. Uh, Phillies. He's oh, a, yeah. He's Phillies. <laughs> hey, you should know that. Great. No, that's amazing. I'm very happy. Uh, I'm going to go out to Scranton Wilkes-Bear and watch my friend Gift play. I assume he's in AAA right now. I mean, I don't know if he's anywhere right now. But, hey, no reason to uh, make your way all the way out to Scranton. Maybe he will make the professional Phillies, and you can watch him alongside your friend Andrew. Andrew McCutcheon. Probably. Did we break that news? Yeah, we're breaking breaking that news news right now. Nobody expected (laughs) that we would get the scoop on Manny Machado (laughs) and drop it into a little segment in the tot stove. If we did break this news... If we legitimately had this news, do you think anyone would know? 
<laughs> yes, I do think that people would know. I think it would result in like a two-week bump to our numbers, and then we would go back to how we were before that. I think that if I think that if we broke the Manny Machado news, we would go up to like. 400 listeners for our next episode yeah and then we'd level off down to like 150 i don't think we'd go all the way back oh i was gonna say like 16 (laughs) that tends to be how it goes i know i think i think that would be a permanent boost to our status no chance no chance because then they'd listen to the next episode and we'd be like so uh oh what do you think about il demaro vargas (laughs) (laughs) he hit a home run didn't he yeah, I guess you hit a home run. And say a bunch of things that are patently wrong about baseball. <laughs> yeah, and you think we do the hang on to 150 listeners a week? No. See? <laughs> Sorry to burst your bubble. Here's some more. Oh, I need a, a t- take about this. Oh, um, um, yeah, who do you have? Who do you like in the Aussie Winter League? Assuming they haven't finished it already because this news is from earlier in the week. I like uh, Gift. Um, I think Gift's team is going to win. I'm going to look it up. Great. Unclear. Tim can't figure it out. It's very hard to Google. Um, Let me attempt to Google. Great, I'll take over this thing. (laughs) Australian Winter League. Tall and tan and long and lovely the baseball players from australia go walking and when they walk, they walk it's they get a high OBP. oh uh-huh. see okay weird Al style parodies all right so it was the brisbane bandits versus the perth heat this is this year yeah i i, I think so and who do you like in that matchup did it already happen? Wait, I, it appears to have already happened. The Brisbane Bandits won the three-game series 2-1. to one. Now the question is... <laughs> which team was Gift on? Travis Blackley was on this team, my friend. It would appear that Gift was not on this team. But is, is Pete Cosmo on the team? He must be. If Gift isn't, he must be. No, I don't, I don't, I don't see him. <laughs> Otherwise, this news is all wrong. <laughs> is this from... Could this be from last year? Well, I don't know that this is a current roster. This is the bottom of a Wikipedia article. (laughs) I think we should do this whole segment over. This is going to require some... Fancy footwork. Some fancy footwork. Pete Cosma. Australia. Pete Cosma is on the Perth Heat. Pete Cosma is on the Perth Heat. You figured this part out. Yeah. Okay. In that case, I was right. The Brisbane Bandits gifts team won... Are you sure that that was this year? Because the Brisbane Bandits are also the reigning league champions. So that Major might be league shortstops year. go toe-to-toe in baseball battle. Aussie baseball battle. Okay. As Cosmos, Perth Heat, host Ngope's Sydney Blue Sox. Oh. oh, this was not even the finals. This is the semifinals. I did get this wrong. <laughs> okay, I think what happens is that Gift Ngope, Sydney Blue Sox, um, blew Sox and lost the semifinal round. No! Yeah. Oh, they blew socks? Yeah. That's too bad. <laughs> hate it when I blow socks. All right, so my top take. This is a good one because we can already close the door on this one. Yeah. Wrong. Oh. <laughs> yeah, perfect. This is the first top take that we have conclusive. <laughs> Definitively uh, proven incorrect. incorrect. Yeah. All right, well, then uh, down on the list, this is Peter Borges among Angels non-roster invitees. 
Yep. Uh, you got any takes about that? Yeah, I do. I think he's... Uh, oh, jeez. This is like a difficult task to come up with a tot take for each of these tot stove news items. This one should be easy. Right, but I don't want all my tot takes to be like, he will or will not make the team. Okay. It's boring. So my tot take on Peter Borges is I think that he will be a tater tot again for 2019. Do you, can I give you my tot take on Peter Borges? Yeah. I think that he, um, near the Angels uh, uh, spring training complex, yeah. he's going to find a place that he like. he's always passed it, but he's never gone in, yeah. and it's going to wind up having really good tacos. In Anaheim? No, in... Arizona. Oh, of course. Sorry. Where the spring training is. Yeah, I bet they have great tacos. I mean, they probably would be tacos in Anaheim, too. It's Southern California. Yeah, but he, he'll, you know, the thing is that he's always like, you know, I've never tried that place. And and he's going to. I've always been meaning to. And this is the year that he's going to do it. This he's is gonna, a weird tad take. He's going to really gonna like know it. if that comes true? What? How are you going to know if that comes true? I'll email him. Here's. <laughs> we've had such good luck contacting players and media representatives. <laughs> My top take is he's going to get in a big fight with uh, Mike Trout. Oh. Over a big fish, and they're going to fight each other with fish. Which side do you think management is going to take? Mike, Mike Trout's side. Really? Yeah. They have to sign him soon. They have to sign Mike Trout. Don't they? I think he's extended through... Oh, don't Google it. <laughs> it's not, we can't do this again. <laughs> we did this last week. Welcome to episode 12, another Google episode. It's Mike Trout again. <laughs> he's extended through 2020. Well, that's good. So he can be a free agent in two years. And he's free to fight with Peter Borges right now right he's free to fight whenever he wants that's actually written into his current extension <laughs> he needs that language it's like how michael jordan needed uh, a clause in his contract that says he's allowed to play basketball whenever he wants mm-hmm. <laughs> mike trout says he's allowed to hit anybody with big fish <laughs> for some reason mike trout is always allowed to be in a street fight <laughs> that was a deal breaker too if they couldn't give that to him he was gonna walk all right. All right, we got one more piece of Todd Stove news, which is that the t- the Tigers will continue to work with Caleb Coward on his pitching. That's good. I was a little bit worried that they were going to throw that by the wayside and just use him as a hitter, which is what he's trained as. But no, they want to use him as a two-way player. Now, I've already entered a hot take on the subject of the Tigers and Caleb Coward. Yeah, I can. Wait, was it that he would pitch? It was that he would pitch 13.2 innings or more, I believe. Okay. Do you want to stand by that, or do you think you want to raise that estimate? No, I certainly don't want to raise it. It's obviously a very high estimate. Um, Do you want to lower it? You have the opportunity to amend your take. But then that would be a colder take. Yeah, but still. Um, I do. Okay. All right, the new number is uh, 10 innings flat. Okay, I like that. I'm willing to keep an eye on that one. Great. We'll do that. What are we doing this week to become the kings of baseball? Um, We're going to mandate that every player has to pick their favorite Pokemon. Because of that thread? Because of that thread. <laughs> that was the hottest baseball news of the week, wasn't it? It was. The thing that got everybody's attention was this Twitter thread in which a Twitter user, who I would like to credit, hold on, uh, compared, uh, their name is Shana Shi. Uh, they compared various Major League Baseball players' haircuts to Pokemon, uh, and they just did a, sim- a wonderful job. Tremendous job. Um, and it, it reminded me that it would be more fun if baseball players all had to talk about Pokemon a lot. Do you, uh, do you get a chance to watch the Little League World Series? No. Because it seems like it's what you want. Oh, man. <laughs> All right, new plank here. 
Oh, in the Kings of Baseball segment, we uh, we're in an attempt to uh, win the position of Kings of Baseball, we build our policy platform plank by plank. And this week apparently it was something to do with Pokemon. I don't know. It was a really boring week it for baseball. It was a boring week for baseball, but Pokemon is never boring. No. <laughs> yeah, the, the actual policy plank, I suppose, is that uh, we should replace the World Series with the Little League World Series. Yeah, or... Yeah. There's a way around this, I think. Uh-huh. Like, it's got to be, like, on baseball cards. Like, every baseball card in addition right. to, you like... Right, you ask the player who's your favorite Pokemon, Pokemon. Yeah. And they have to come up with one. I'm looking at this thread again. Some of them are so good. Mm, my favorite one... I don't think I can beat Randall Gritchick. It's so good. The Randall Gritchick one, because I've seen him with that hairstyle before, and I always say, I know what that looks like, but I can't put my finger on it. <laughs> Only I know it's, like, ridiculous. Yeah. And it turns out it's Pidgeot, and it is ridiculous. That's exactly right. My favorite, I forget who it was, the the real puffy hair. Ah, uh, yeah, uh, Chris Davis in Wall of Rain. He's just got a lot of hair coming out. Uh, there was a Bryce Harper with a perm one that I liked a lot, but I don't remember what the Pokemon was. Um, was it Furfrow? There's Randall Gritchick. Love no, that. it was a Lowland Bullpix. Yeah, then I think of Bryce Harper. Every time I think of Bryce Harper, I think of the Alolan variant on Vulpix. Me too. How did they know? This is becoming very niche. Um, we'll definitely link this Twitter thread in the uh, show notes, and I encourage you to look at it. Even if you're not a Pokemon fan, I think this is interesting. It's very funny. It's a very well-done thread, and I think that this is kind of a popular uh, Twitter meme, and I think that sometimes they can be hit or miss, but I think this one is tremendous. Who's Smoochum again? Uh, Taylor Motter. Wonderful. Hey, can we take our first ever break? Yeah. I need to go to the bathroom. <laughs> All right, perfect. Is there a yeast activator? Yeah, it is. Still, okay. Uh, talking yeast here on Tater Tots. I don't think yeah. I've ever been in a hardwood floor bathroom before. Yeah, that is a little weird, isn't it? It's a different kind of vibe. Nothing against it. Didn't hate it. Yeah. But new, different. <laughs> Always open to trying new things. You know what we were talking about last night? What? This is all going to the podcast. Great. We were talking about, remember when we went to dinner with uh, Matthew and Thomas that one time, and you and Matthew got into a fight about birds? I do. <laughs> and Matthew, Matthew said, said, hey, I've seen a lot more birds than you, pal. That's <laughs> it. That is a direct quote. <laughs> uh... Um, why are we talking about that? Because we were trying to decide between the two of you who was the more dry. That's tough. I think <laughs> my argument at the time was that Matthew was the less dry one because he said that thing. But I think that might also be the only example I have of Matthew being sassy. Right. Like, Matthew, I, I think, is drier literally than me. But I tell more jokes than he does in a dry manner. Yeah. So it's kind of up to interpretation. At any rate, he has seen more birds than you. I fought that for a while, but it's probably true. <laughs> I don't know. No. I've seen no. a lot of birds. <laughs> this is such a weird thing. It's an odd thing to measure, is what it is. Well, I seen just like birds? I I I grew city? up in a big city, which Matthew did not. And I'll tell you what we have: pigeons. Yeah. Hundreds and hundreds and thousands of pigeons. Yeah, and if all it is is like, how many birds have you seen? Yes. That is what it is. The debate is who's seen more birds, pal. <laughs> the word seen there is like a work of art for some reason. <laughs> like, how many birds have you seen? It's a wonderful phrase. Yeah, well, yeah. Do you want to watch the home run? Yeah. 
Hits the ball to center field and a long way. Michael Taylor way out there at the wall, and that ball is gone. Welcome back, Colby Rasmus. Against Max Scherzer, he goes deep. Oh, yeah. And the O's grab a 1-0 lead on the solo home run. <laughs> wow, that's impressive right there. Rasmus making an impact here. First A.B. with the homer. Yeah, smile as well. Everybody liking that. Another veteran bat in that lineup. See what happens. So the Orioles get the lead for Rasmus, his first home run and first RBI of the year. One thing about Colby Rasmus is he always reminds me of like a young oak. This is... You mean he's, he's well built? He's like so perfectly proportioned. He's like a perfect... He is like, I hate to say it because it's a weird sentiment that's very popular in baseball that I don't love. He's a good body baseball player. Yeah, he's tall. He's tall. He's like, he's, like, he's thick. He's thick. And he, the other, you know what really like brings it home for me? And we've talked about this before in the podcast. He doesn't wear batting gloves. <laughs> he, he reminds me of like a, like he just came off the lumber yard. Yeah. And he's going to hit some home runs. Yeah. Well, one home run. He's got long, greasy hair, which I think kind of helps. Did he have it in the video? I, I didn't notice so. his hair. He did have a long, greasy hair. He usually has long, greasy hair anyway. He's just like a... He's like a dirty, old-fashioned baseball player. Yeah, and he's got a lot of strength. And you can see it in this dinger, right? This isn't this isn't a dinger he really, you know, uh, whatever, squares up and hits the opposite field. Flipped he kind of golfs this one yeah. opposite field shot, or like it's out to center field. Yeah, um, a little bit left to center. It's just a very, very compact swing, keeps his head down. Like, it looks really good. He looks like a professional baseball player. And he, and he totally is. Colby yeah. Rasmus, you know, he's, he's hit a lot so of home runs in his time. Like, yeah. he's been... He's a been on a pretty lot of good, good okay too. baseball player for quite a while. Yeah. Um, and and no longer. <laughs> let's sit on that for a little bit because there are a few things. That let's I yeah. Let's do this because this is a whole discussion before we get. Yeah. Okay. So the, I just want to make a note yeah. of the fact that this looked like a lovely baseball game to be at as a as a as a spectator. Mm -hmm. Is a, a like a mid July July twenty one I think is the date Isn't of this it? game. Okay. Uh, and it just seemed like a nice. Evening at the ballpark, Max Scherzer was pitching, which mm -hmm. is, that's a great matchup. Yeah. If you're a Nationals fan. You love to watch your friend Max. Love to watch Max Scherzer. Pitch is good. Uh, no question. And, question? Yeah. Nats Orioles? Is that a rivalry? You know, it should be, huh? I think they're trying to make it one. The Nats are still relatively new on the scene. I know it's been like 15 years, but. And the Orioles are bad. Yeah, the Orioles suck terrific eggs, yeah. so it probably doesn't have a lot of heat to it. But it is—it's a regional rivalry game. It's it, not—it's not nothing. It feels like a lot more hefty than when they try to make Pirates Phillies a thing. Yeah, I—I I, I don't know how they feel about it, but obviously, like you know, Baltimore and DC are very close to each other. And when they made the Nationals, they took out a, like that was all, of course, Baltimore territory. Yeah. Like I think some people yeah. were mad about it. Yeah, it's a weird situation. And the Nationals, like, I, I think the Nationals don't even get, like, TV revenue. They made some crazy deal with the Orioles what? Um, to, to move there because that's, you know, that was all Orioles um, kind of fan territory. I don't know the details of the deal, but it's, like, something about it is is pretty, pretty extortionist. I mean, whatever, you know, because, like, it is a baseball team in a pretty profitable area of Washington. For sure. Right DC is a big town. Yeah. Um, and, like, that neighborhood, too, is, like, really popping off of the... Um, Ballpark. ballpark yeah i mean i'm a happy i'm happy there are teams there and it seems like both of them are doing well enough so yeah. that metro area can support two teams like and obviously you know i'm 
I hope the it, Nationals are doing a really good job. I hope it. I hope it. I hope it heats up a little bit because I feel like there's not enough like regional heat. Yeah, unfortunately, the Orioles are going to be bad for forever. For 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 quite a bit. Do they have a manager yet? <laughs> I think they do. I don't remember who it is. Okay. This but isn't yeah, an Orioles. They, oh, it is an Orioles episode. We should know they have a manager. I guess. I'll look it up. Wait, how many games did they lose last year? 113? 100 and some, yeah. Uh, yeah. But you're right. It seems like a nice game. And it was relatively close. It actually ended in dramatic fashion. The Nationals won this game on uh, Juan Soto RBI double. I love Juan Soto. Everyone loves Juan Soto. Brandon Hyde is the Orioles' next manager. He's a bench coach for the... Oh, my goodness. They lost 115 games. Yeah, what uh, do you have that whole uh, AL East there? Can you see how many games behind the Red Sox they were? Uh, I don't, but I can get it pretty easy. I think the Red Sox won like 105. They won 108, didn't they? Yeah. 108. Geez. Yeah, the Orioles wound up 61 games behind the, oh, the Red no. Sox. <laughs> they were out of it in like June. Oh, that's brutal. I mean, everyone knew they were out of it, even at the beginning of the season. But by this point in, in the season, certainly... That's the Orioles were playing for nothing. The Nationals at this point were behind the Braves in the division. This win brought them within two. They didn't last. Um, well, that was June, and then the Phillies heated up in like July, and the Nationals kind of flagged, I think. Didn't right? they? The Nationals finished in like yeah. third or something like right. that. This is information. It <laughs> doesn't matter. Let's just uh, continue the podcast with that kind of gibberish. Yeah, I love that. Um Max Scherzer. I do want to talk about Max Scherzer because yeah, the Funko it. Pop. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we meant to talk about Funko Pops like a few weeks ago because yeah. I had a whim and I wanted to talk about Funko Pops. Right. <laughs> uh, and then we didn't because uh, no one should heed my whims because you know I'm a boy prince and I don't I don't deserve that. Soon you'll be boy king and yeah. then all your whims will be heeded. That's right. Uh, but in the meantime. We have a, an organic reason to be talking about Funko Pops because uh, the uh, progenitor of the most notable baseball, baseball Funko Pop uh, is the pitcher in this uh, clip, and it's Max Scherzer, um, who, as we all know, has heterochromia, um, which is when your eyes are two different colors. Uh, Max Scherzer has one brown eye and one blue eye, and so does his Funko, Funko Pop. Pop. And the reason that this is interesting to me is because I think that Funko Pops in general, are pretty boring. Right. I, I was never interested in a Funko Pop until I saw that Max Scherzer Funko Pop. Well, and I was especially not interested in Funko Pops that were athletes. Cause right, because they really don't look like anything. If it's like Yoda like or something, at least it, you know, it's a it's likeness. Yoda. But right. even even regular uh, figurines Pops. of baseball players don't look like they're supposed to. It's just like he's Funko wearing a Funko Pop hat. is such a generic figure. Oh, this baseball player has a beard? Well, his Funko Pop has a beard too, and that's right, it. but it's like the wrong beard. Um, Not this Funko Pop, though. This Funko Pop, you know who that is because he's got different colored eyes. Heterochromia. Yeah. Um, that's that's all that we needed to talk about. <laughs> Max Scherzer is a tremendous pitcher in his own right, but all I wanted to talk about was his Funko Pop. Do you want to get into Colby Rasmus being kind of crazy? So, I think this episode and the story of Colby Rasmus presents us with this question that I think is kind of something that we've never really examined on tater tots kind of the opposite of our premise which is what do you do when you don't enjoy the thing you're supposed to love (laughs) 
right? It's like the story of Colby Rasmus is, I think, profoundly sad. Can you tell the story of Colby Rasmus? Yeah. So, you know, Colby Rasmus, as we mentioned, he's had a, a, you know, a fairly long career. Not, not that long, but like six or seven or eight years. He's been on some good teams, too. He's been on some good teams and he's been a good player. Yeah. Um, but, you know, um, he's been oft injured. His whole career, he struggled with a lot of injuries and hip injuries, which I, I got to imagine are really, really painful. That's where your power comes from. Yeah. He's got surgery on your hips. You know, you got to learn to walk and everything when you come back from that. And so last year, not 2018, but 2017, midway through the season, uh, Colby Rasmus just announces he's going to, quote, step away from the game on July 13th. And uh, his team... I'm forgetting which team he was on. The Rays, Rays released a statement. They say, you know, we're going to respect his decision. Yeah. And he just doesn't, nobody hears from him again the whole season. Oh, gosh. Um, and then, you know, the off season comes and, you know, he signs a minor league deal with the Orioles again. Like, he's going to come back to baseball. And he kind of, he, he gives an interview um, where he talks about the reasons he walked away and the reasons he's coming back. And he says, quote, Chasing the dream, chasing the money leaves you kind of empty. So I wanted to go home and just enjoy the time away. He was farming, uh, spending time with his family. Where's he from? He's from the South. Um, I forget exactly where. Farming. Yeah. <laughs> it's 2019. <laughs> and the baseball players, you ever see The Natural with Wilford Brimley? And he's always like, I should have been a farmer. Right. And that's kind of funny because he's a professional baseball manager. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny in like the 20s when it's like, you could still go be a farmer if you wanted to. Right. But like, now it's even funnier. Now it's even funnier. Um, and, you know, this is notable, one, because baseball players never really quit. But two, right. when they do quit, they pretend to come back because Colby Rasmus walked away from his salary. Mm-hmm. Um, he gave up like $2.1 million that year just because he walked away, he got put on the restricted list, didn't come back. And he talked about just, you know, playing through injury and he didn't want to go through the recuperation and this is kind of unsaid by him, but I think, you know, really what he's saying is professional baseball, this thing I worked so hard my whole life for, yeah. is just constantly not fun for me to play. Oh, God. Right? He's hurt. Yeah. Um, when he's on the field, like, he's not at his best anymore because he's, you know, hip injuries really take right. the power, take your game out. Yeah, yeah. And so he just steps away. He's like, I can't do this anymore. He comes back to the Orioles. Um, you know, he makes the team out of spring training. He wasn't necessarily guaranteed to. He was going to be the lefty side of a right field platoon. Um, 23 plate appearances later, April 7th, he's on the deal with a hip flexor strain. Oh, jeez. You know, it seemed at first like it was going to be okay. His MRI came back negative. They said you're going to return in late April. But, you know, it just it kind of got extended, some setbacks. He didn't even start playing extended spring training until May 25th. And this thing kind of happens in baseball sometimes where they um, they kind of play you out to the very end of your assignment, your disabled list assignment, because they don't they don't actually want you on the roster, but they don't want to release you either. Right. So they take him, they transfer him to the 60-day list, and they take him all the way to the end, and then they recall him. And this clip is from his first game back. His first plate appearance is he hits this, this really good dinger. Pretty good dinger, yeah. Which is swell nice solid yeah he also gets an outfield assist later in this game which is very cool i like those maybe even more than i like home runs it's a great game for him you know he goes one for three with the dinger but like you know this is great people are really excited for colby rasmus yeah um so this is on june 21st that's the home run yeah this game and then on july 1st he's scratched from the lineup due to illness 
you know, and I think it's just the flu or something. Mm-hmm. And the manager says he's going to be ready in a day or two. Um, July 3rd, two days later, Colby Rasmus says he's done. He what? says, I'm walking away. Oh, gosh. Second, second year in a row that he just quits baseball midway through the season. Um, and then that brings us, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, but this year somebody asked him, like, are you going to come back again? And he says, I'm, I'm done. Oh, it's um, so tough. That's yeah. really, really tough because he is, like, <laughs> he's a colorful guy. Yeah, he's, he's interesting. Like you said, he's got long hair. It's not like the game is. It's not uh, like not like the game is losing. You know, like Mike Trout, a big superstar or somebody, player, but, but it's losing. Definitely, it's losing a big personality. Yeah, yeah, and that's such a shame. Yeah. Uh, and it's a shame that like, oh gosh, you know, he's it's kind so of a John Jason type. His players sometimes talk about how yeah. he's one of the only guys. A lot of players in the clubhouse are so ingrained with this mindset that their only focus is baseball. Yeah. That it's hard for them. I, this is my understanding, of course. I haven't been in a ba- baseball clubhouse. That, like, it's hard for them to even talk about or experience life outside of baseball. And Colby Rasmus is kind of that presence that reminds them that there's more to life than this. And in a way, that's nice. But in a way, that's another reminder that I think, you know, it may, and this is me projecting onto him, but I feel like that's a, probably an indication that his heart was never really in this. Yeah, I mean, I want to say that it's all a part of, like, being good at your job, Mm -hmm. and some people are better at, uh, you know, certain aspects of their job than other people. It's kind of like, some people who, they're on email all the time, they love to work on the weekends. Yeah. Um, Yeah, and he's just like, yeah. He's just, come five o'clock, he's packing bags. That's a rough way to be, especially in a thing where you, you know, like... Baseball. If you, is, if you don't like that, you can be like, "Well, let me like try to find a different like career path or something like that." Right. With him, it's like this is you know, like I said, like he works. He comes from a baseball playing family. His dad was a minor leaguer. He has two brothers, both of whom. Um, Corey Rasmus was a major leaguer. Corey Rasmus was a major leaguer, and his other his other that. brother um, actually quit baseball. He was a minor leaguer for the Cardinals, and he did the same thing. He walked away in the middle of the season. Oh, no. <laughs> um, so this is really interesting, like that. That they all had enough motivation, yeah, and to get presumably, there. I'm going to assume like an overbearing father that made them all play baseball constantly when they were kids enough so that they all made it all the way through high school and college, yeah. or at least high school, like playing as hard as you possibly can because you have to to get drafted, make right. it all the way up, and then two of them, yeah, also had the self awareness to be able to walk out in the middle of the season. It. I think that this is like like a pretty good argument against like I mean there's a lot to be said for talent and talent can take you a long long way right but like so can just like putting 100% of your mental facilities into doing something can take you a long long way and then when the when you wake up one morning and your mental facilities aren't like firing at that capacity then all of a sudden it's like never again Right. Not happening. It's, I think it's just such an intense thing to be a major league baseball player. Yeah. It's not. It's not possible to be a nine to five because you're always working out. Mm-hmm. If you're not doing that, you're making public appearances. And you know, even even if you have some alone time, half the time you're on the road, um, just in hotel rooms. Yeah. And it's so a kind of like, person. You kind of look at it as like it's important to have that 100% mindset, but, like, what's better? Is it better to be able to stick it out like that, or is it better to have the self-awareness that you know that this isn't for you anymore? Well, I mean, it's it's obviously, like, a good thing to have that self-awareness, to be able to recognize when something's not for you. And, like, 
obviously the ideal mindset is someone who recognized that it is for them <laughs> right you know but, but it's like it can't be everyone i don't think no like, absolutely some not. people are just going to be talented enough that they can make it but but they're not they're not gonna love it the way that you're supposed to i wonder about those people because like and this is the thing is that i think when coming into this episode i think i was approaching colby rasmus as now i don't want to say villain but at the time i wanted to say villain but like you know like like a oh what's the word like um I mean, like a quitter. And yeah, like, I think when I, re- I when I thought that too, when because we saw this news announcement, like Kobe Rasmus announcing retirement again. Yeah, and it's like funny, it's, it's, it's funny, kind of funny, re- and that was my attitude too. I'm like Kobe Rasmus, kind of a jokester, yeah, weird looking dude. At one point, he had this huge weird Amish beard that he did as a joke. Um, yeah, so I mean, when you like taken from far away, that whole picture kind of it looks like maybe like an underachiever or or somebody who's like. You know, his mind is elsewhere, and it probably did wind up being elsewhere. Yeah. But, you know, it's that that this is a more complex picture, and there's more uh, more that enters into it than just, like, oh, like, I didn't feel like chasing this paycheck anymore. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's a complete and total, it feels like a complete and total burnout when you look at, like, the whole picture. And that's that's tough. And that this, I honestly, like, at the end of it, like, that's why this podcast idea remains like important to me because like you dig into it there's a lot a lot a lot of unseen like labor that goes into it and like we're never gonna hear from rosal herrera again maybe Uh, i don't want to say that but like this is kind of a sobering episode like it's possible like a a lot of these guys like you're never gonna hear from them again yeah like they had a moment colby rasmus is more than one moment colby rasmus is i mean he's made it far and at least we at least we get closure on him yeah and for as tough as it's been uh for him lately like he's had a pretty fruitful career oh for sure he made a lot of money yeah Um, and like he's had a lot of big moments played on some good teams yeah yeah and that's that's you know at the end of the day like not everybody can be like babe ruth or whatever so (laughs) not not that many babe ruths if you can settle for being colby rasmus and just like making your bones in a very unforgiving profession for a while and then hanging it up on your own terms that's or more or less on his own terms it, it could be worse but but <laughs> but he hurt himself so bad. Yeah, you know I think a big reason why he quit is the pain. Yeah, he talked when he when he talked at the end of 2017 season about why he chose to retire. A big part of it was not wanting to rehab from that injury, which is something that we kind of take for granted, or at least I take it for granted when I hear about a player Completely. rehabbing. You yeah, think definitely. okay, you know that just means they're going to be back at a certain time, but you don't think about how grueling that process is. They're trying to get them back as fast as they possibly can. Yeah. That's the worst possible, you know. <laughs> Uh, rehabilitation physical therapy like it's a ton of work mm-hmm. um yeah that's you, really scary too yeah for sure there was especially i just again i want to emphasize like the hip yeah seems like it would be so a painful there was a lot of that you know what there was a lot of that as far back as high school and like at the time and even now yeah. occasionally when i think about like doing high school sports yeah and having coaches who are like like i had a friend who like fell on a dock one day and like cut like a like an inch deep gash in his knee and my coach was like, well, can you still row? Like, and he was like, no, like my, like I can see my bone or whatever, but like probably not. But you know, and like there, there are other versions of it where it's like, oh, uh, like I'm, I'm sick. Like I have, I have the, like a cold and I can't go to practice today. And the reaction is always like, well, you got to take better care of yourself. Like you got to prevent this stuff. And like, so, like, you know, that's just a little taste of it. And part of that is kind of real where, like, you do have to take care of yourself. But, y- you know, 
there are certain like blocks that you just hit and the profession that they're in or like the way that they make their you know their living and stuff like that is it it requires you to look past all that a little bit requires you to row when you got that gash in your leg yeah or like be like oh it's just a little hip thing you know what i mean when it's not probably no well that's 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 i guess that was what i was getting toward is that part of pursuing this means probably that colby rasmus is going to be in pain for the rest of his life yeah yeah and that's like this is the other thing is when we talked about the difference between uh football and baseball when we talked about kyler murray yeah and, and talked about like how much safer baseball is than football i mean that's still on a like a relative scale it's like, true no matter which of these sports you're playing it requires you to put in your whole self your body will that, degrade by the time you're like 40 it's for sure there's there's no way around it with you know pitchers obviously it's the worst but you know outfielders too it's a lot of running and jumping and diving and yeah. twisting you know colby rasmus is a power hitter even though he only hit one home run this year is because he did it in like four plate appearances right. like that amount of torque has yeah. got to wreak havoc on your spine Fully. your legs and your bones yeah you know what when i was uh coming back from the bathroom i thought this is gonna be like a light episode and i'm feeling pretty good with the way that it's going and i think you know maybe it comes in a little bit short on time but i like the energy i like the tone we got the opposite here <laughs> no 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 i think it's good and i, I think I think that this is a good conversation and maybe it'll get us to uh, breaking Manny Machado news level of listeners. 14 listeners. Did that make it in the first recording? Or Yeah, I think that's from... No, that's this recording we talked about. Okay. Oh, wait. <laughs> Friends? We'll figure this out in the cut. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you have a bunch of like, anagrams for Colby? Do you uh, want to read those on the air? Uh, sure. We got Cloby Rasmus. Yeah. Bulky Rasmus. Yeah. Blocky Rasmus. Yeah. Lolky Rasmus. Uh-huh. Yalb Rasmus. Yalb. Oibkol Rasmus. Oibkol. Rasmus. And finally, Lobky Rasmus. <laughs> Which is your favorite there? Is it, is it Oibkol? It's between Yalb <laughs> and Oibbilk. Oibilk. I Oibilk. wasn't even sure about Yolbk. I put a question mark after it because I don't know if that one quite adds up. I like Yolbk. You like Yolbk Erasmus? What is Colby spelled backwards? Uh. E block. E block. E block. E Erasmus. Well, at least. E block Sam, sir. Oh. Some, 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 sir. At least we E-block ended. E block some, sir. At least we ended the episode on, on a, a bit of a lighter note yeah. there. <laughs> All right, well, I guess that's going to do it for us this week. Um, uh, as always, you can donate your time and money to Baseball for All. You can uh, 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 follow us on Twitter. It's at Tater Tots Pod. You can like us on Facebook. Uh, that's also at Tater Tots Pod. Let you us can... know how many baseballs you prefer. Yeah, you should do that. That's important that we hear your voice about that. Uh, you can email us. That's at tatertotspod at gmail.com. Next week is the big uniform extravaganza we're taking a swing we're not very good at talking about baseball so we're going to try to talk about baseball aesthetics next week we'll see how it goes uh the 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 player coverage i think is brandon barnes and taylor motter yeah Yeah, so it'll be a fun one um uh, a lot of nice unis in that episode all right and until then uh this has been tater tots good night night Texas League